Hello and welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, January 19th. Today's show is presented by Geico. So to Geico, see all the ways that you could save the usual crew. Field, Stefania, Mike, and I hanging out. We're going to be talking about some football. It's been a whole week since I've seen your faces. I feel like it's been a month, if I'm honest. Like this month or this week has felt no, really no. long just being able to breathe for a minute. Not for you. I saw you. Well, you and I did see each other briefly. Did you see Mike as well? I did see I mean, Mike Did you see well. Mike and Daniel at the same place? I did, So the fact. three of you were all the same place in the same time. I yeah, wasn't invited to their party, to be clear. <laughs> gotcha. I just stumbled upon them. Yeah. You know, I, here's and, my question. Uh, yeah. they tried to avoid eye contact. But that's not even... Well, I, I, I didn't you guys let that know, happen. Did you guys know that my Wi-Fi does work at home? Like, I have access Stop. to the internet. <laughs> so, like, when you guys all post a picture together out and about socially... And I'm sitting there, you know, like working on projections <laughs> yeah. and writing, you know. Well, that's because you're so in demand. We, would, we have time uh-huh. to go out. But Let you, me tell you what I was doing you. at about 6.30 on Tuesday <laughs> night when you guys were out there, you know, just, just munching on wings. I was changing diapers. Yeah. A yeah, diaper. I can't right. 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 multiple at a time. Yeah, yeah, so. We knew that. We Thank didn't you. want to bother. You guys were considerate in that regard. <laughs> I invited yeah. you out one time and you said no. So I'm like, all right. Well, never done it again. Yeah. Once, like, yeah. That's it. One time. Yeah, that reminds me of the time that I offered somebody a trade in fantasy. They said no. So I have never offered oh, someone ever. a trade in fantasy I mean, ever That's the way trading works, right? Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, are we going to put together fake trades later on in the show? Yes. We yeah, we are. might be doing yeah, that. It's going to be super fun. I, I, so we're at the offseason. Mm-hmm. We're at, well, not technically the offseason, but fantasy. Te- yeah, off-season. we're in the fantasy offseason. So what we've decided is that. You know there are, there are going to be weeks where we have so much news to dive into that we're not we don't even have to, we will not think about what we're going to talk about. It's going to be hey wherever like so and so signs with this team and that team and there's a trade and all that stuff, right? There are going to be other weeks where it's like I don't really have that much news. So we're going to create topics and that's kind of fun in some way. It, it takes is. the pressure off you because it's not like. Listen, if I make up a trade, it doesn't happen. I didn't say that it was going to happen. I just made this trade up for fun. And I don't know. There's something about the hypothetical that has always been fun to discuss. In Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna tweet this out. Per field eight, <laughs> yes. ESPN, uh, player yeah. X will be traded to Team Y. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Uh, can you can you, can you you link to my TikTok account rather <laughs> than my oh, Twitter? Because yeah. I'm trying to blow that up. Okay. So, yeah. It's Got it. field. I think it's underscore. I should probably <laughs> you know. don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Underscore Yates. Yeah, yeah, clearly you've been working hard. We're going to talk yeah. about some fake trades that maybe we would want to see happen we're going to b- talk about some players that might be on the move this offseason our good friend Liz Loza is going to stop by as well and talk about some props that pop for the divisional round of the playoffs but first Stefania Bell I wouldn't feel like we're not doing you the service that you deserve yeah. mm-hmm. if we don't let you be able to just say some nice things about your San Francisco uh, 49ers yeah. you don't have anything nice to say do you how do you feel about the Brock Purdy experience Stefania I can't say enough about this kid. I mean, the moment's never too big. He started off a little, you know, slow. Yeah. First half was not his best half of football thus far. But here's what's amazing about him. He, it's like, short memory. You know, don't let it get to you. Come back, make the adjustments, do what you need to do. I think uh, the thing that impresses me the most is how he stays so present, even if he's being chased, you know, yeah. figures out how to make something happen. Uh I just like, how much can you say? And I think it's just, it's everybody's everybody around him. It's the way they're working as a team seeing obviously Christian McCaffrey and they could control Christian McCaffrey's utilization because they got Elijah Mitchell back, which was fun to see. They've got Debo obviously out there doing Debo things. They just have 
so and obviously beyond them, mm-hmm. Juwan Jennings. I mean, they've got they've got so many little pieces that can help them. And I just love watching Kyle Shanahan's creativity and the defense is the defense. My so favorite thing about Brock Purdy is just everything, just the whole story, oh, the like whole literally package? all of it. Like I realize it's not always doesn't always make the best decisions. He's had some throws and whatnot, but like for the kid to be a seventh rounder and to step in, like you said, the moment's never too big for him to be able to step in in this spot and to be able to continue to lead this team. We were talking about it that night when we uh-huh. didn't invite Field to Wings. And uh, <laughs> Mike, but we were just talking about how good of a job they've hmm. done to be able to help insulate him to make sure that uh-huh. they're not setting him out there. They're, they're using the players around him as well. Yeah, on one hand, it's like, okay, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round rookie quarterback. There's no way they have a chance to keep winning in the playoffs and potentially beat Dallas, who's a really good team mm-hmm. at home this week, then go into perhaps Philadelphia and beat them and then go to play, you know, the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, whoever it is in the Super Bowl. But then you're like, Kyle Shanahan, you know, (laughs) this guy continues to get the most out of every quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullen, CJ Beathard, no matter who it is, we'll see. He makes them look. Yeah. I feel like Lance is like yeah. an unwritten story. Story may never be written. Story, in San Francisco. story to mm-hmm. be. Dis- yeah. I yeah. have some thoughts on that, but I would say this, um, the, the whole team has bought into this system. And mm-hmm. I think because they understand it so well, people like George Kittle and all the, these other leaders, Brandon Ayuk is having a phenomenal season and doesn't even have to be the primary guy. You know, he's not the star, but he is making huge plays for Purdy when he needs it. Like just watching how they all rally around each other and the vibe in the locker room, it. How happy is Christian McCaffrey, by oh, the way? Like, you know, yeah. like where he left oh God, to where yeah, he is. I mean, could not talk be about a, a turnaround for oh, oh, it's been incredible. So there are a lot of lessons that I think can be learned right now in the playoffs. The 49ers are a shining example of it, but there are others. The New York Giants are one of them as well. We have a couple of aliens in this league at quarterback where the minute you acquire them, I don't care how bad you were before that, you are a walking playoff contender. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, the first three that come to mind for me right now that like you could ship them to any team in the NFL and I would immediately regard them as a playoff Mm -hmm. contender. Mm -hmm. We also have a ton of other quarterbacks that in the right circumstances can be super effective and help you win a bunch of games. And too often what we do is we put quarterbacks that aren't in that category of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow, and just, yeah, whatever, all for all for not bust, not worth the crap, trade them away, send them to the mm-hmm. XFL, like, blah. Daniel Jones, great example. Uh, mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, Daniel Jones played his butt off this past mm-hmm. weekend. Daniel Jones was left for dead this past offseason. Yep. Brian Dayball comes in, stabilizes him with no wide receivers. It's a remarkable coaching job. It really is. Brock Purdy. I don't know what he looks like if he's playing for somebody else right now. Yeah. If yep. you put Brock Purdy mm-hmm. on the Saints mm-hmm. this year because they needed a quarterback, I don't know that we're talking about Brock Purdy Even this way. Even Brock Purdy has sort of acknowledged that in the yeah, way that he purpose. talks about, uh, the, you know, basically his job is just to come in and execute this offense and be a part of the system. Yeah. And I give him a lot of credit for that. I mean, I, I it's it's a system that where he and his style is built for success. I yes, agree. it is. Yeah. So well, the, the, the big takeaway from there is like, I'm not saying that talent doesn't matter. It unequivocally matters, but we are in the middle of the coaching cycle right now. Mm-hmm. And there are some players who I think our perception has dramatically altered this past season Keep this in mind right now. When you start to make wholesale evaluations on guys next year and say, well, that guy was a bum this past year. There's no way, right? Like, uh, I think probably there's Tra- no better example. Trevor than, Lawrence. Yep, like, sure. He's a good example yeah. of things getting better. Getting right? better. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. people were like, oh, is Trevor Lawrence, is he, you know, 
uh, he's not delivering like what we expected when he came out of Clemson. Sure. You switch from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson and look at him gets. flourishing and peaking at the right time, I would add. And it seems like Mike had a player on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, yet. Russell oh. Wilson is the one going the other direction, right? <laughs> yeah. I think there are two right now that, and one's old, one's young. Russell Wilson. Zach Wilson. Uh, well, and I think Zach Wilson, no, he yeah. might just be, I might just be out. <laughs> He's a backup yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, I think Mac Jones had one of the best rookie seasons uh, yeah, ever. Yeah. And he yeah. goes to the most dysfunctional offensive corner situation in years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also Russell hurt. Wilson, Mac Jones. Yeah, but but both of them, yes. But still, like, um, like both played really well. in. Well, Russell was hurt too during 2021. But the point is, we know Russ is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we get him back to where he needs to be? I would argue this offseason that Russell Wilson is... Maybe he's overpaid, and maybe the contract will not age perfectly. But I think you can win a lot of football games with Russell Wilson going forward if you do some things around him correctly. That's my big takeaway from Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, huge yeah. up for the 49ers. Congratulations, Stefania, for getting that victory. Mike, you also yeah, I the did Eagles a lot also, to um, get it. Yeah, the Eagles so didn't win this week. Yeah. I'm sorry. But you did advance It was a great year, the, though, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, they didn't Oh, oh they you didn't have had the play. best record. Uh, that's right. They didn't have to play. Yeah. That's weird. Well, so you better hope your quarterback looks better after the week that's, off than oh, he did wow. week 18. Wow. I'm just saying. You know, one game in the last month, I think he'll hopefully. Here's my only concern for Jalen Hurts is, he, he struggled, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how much of that was sort of the rust of not mm-hmm. being, you know, when you get in a rhythm, that's a real thing. Uh, and how much of it was, he's still hurting. And, yeah. and they were very clear about that afterwards. He was very sore after that game. Uh, I don't expect him to be 100%, but I think he'll be better than what he was. I, you know, you add another two weeks of mm-hmm. recovery, you're going to be better. Yeah, that was a weird game. I mean, they were just going down the field. They kept getting to the red zone and just not scoring and ended up a really close game it feels like it could have been 42 7 it could have been yeah. and if he could run he just chose not to run in that game and i think and that, that was, i think that yeah. was a plan a that's why i think that if yeah i think that's the thing that if they're more comfortable mm-hmm. with him taking contact he comes back that he looks like a different i think player. they will be <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is it three more games we're all excited to see what this game is going to look like and in case you wanted to watch this game in person just know it's the best time of year with football playoffs <laughs> being upon us basketball and hockey are also in full swing and that means nothing beats seeing your favorite team live so make up for lost time and go out and enjoy a game vivid seats the official ticketing partner of espn is offering you ten dollars off your first hundred dollar ticket purchase with code fff that's code fff Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, Field Jays, let's talk about some players that might be on the move. I'm going to hand the microphone proverbally. Proverbally? Proverbally. Per, what's the... Uh, That's not it. Yeah, what's well, yeah, per- you're, you're the Ivy League. Proverbially? Proverbially, yes. Yeah, yeah, you need you. an Proverbial. Proverbial. How about you just call it a Use little words. Hey, I wanted to try a big word today, all right? Yeah. Well, you swing and a miss. Anyway. All right, so I'm going to run through four players and just give you an update on where things stand contractually. I won't get into the weeds too far, but uh, I will just give people the general sense of what would have to happen for this player to not return to his current team. Let's begin with Aaron Rodgers. If you watch television, if you watch ESPN, we talk about it every hour, so I'm sure you're already (laughs) aware of the fact that Aaron Rodgers might not return to the Packers. He has contemplated retirement in previous uh, previous off-seasons. Last year, though, we signed a three-year, $150 million extension. So Aaron Rodgers still under contract for a ton of money this offseason. Here's why this is trickier than every other situation, is that if Aaron Rodgers is traded, and obviously if he's traded, he's going to recoup some serious value in terms of draft capital. But if Aaron Rodgers is traded, he is going to take on 
a monumental cap charge for the Green Bay Packers because they have pushed money off in previous years into future years that would accelerate onto the onto the salary cap for this year, which is why even if Aaron Rodgers really wants to get traded and Green Bay does get some really compelling offers, it's not as obvious as other trades would be. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. I think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers is traded this offseason. I think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers retires this offseason. Of course, there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers plays for the Packers next year. And that would be very clearly best for the well-being of their franchise. But just know that this is not as obvious and easy as the next quarterback I'll mention. I just want to ask a real quick question. I'm not going to like not holding you to this, but if you just had to put a percentage, would you say they're each 33% or do you feel like there's just like just the field? I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. So I think retirement's least likely. I think the Packers, a return to the Packers is most likely. And I think a a trade is like 25% chance. Okay. Just because if he says to them, I don't want to be here anymore. And he's made some comments and just watch the Pat McAfee show. He does it. He goes yep. on there every yes. Tuesday. It's a, as you guys know, we love yes. Pat and the entire crew and they get the best sound out of Aaron, mm-hmm. obviously. So he's been very transparent there. And it sounds like he is not slamming the door on playing for a different franchise. Field Yeats reports 75% chance <laughs> yes. Aaron Rodgers returns to Packers. That's what I good. Derek Carr. This one's way easier. Yeah. As far as trades are concerned. So Derek Carr. Uh, who is 31 now, turns 32 in March. On the third day after the Super Bowl, a huge chunk of Derek Carr's 2023 base salary of like $42 million, and I'm talking like $40 million of that, becomes guaranteed. So the Raiders are motivated to trade Derek Carr before that date because if he's on their roster the third day after the Super Bowl, they're on the hook. then they're on the hook for 40 million bucks. And when you've already cast your die and said, he's not going to be our guy going forward, mm-hmm. you are not going to pay him $40 million to watch Jared Stidham or somebody else take all the snaps. So this one will get done sooner rather <laughs> we'll than there. later. That being said, I mentioned how if the Packers trade or cut Aaron Rodgers, it's a huge cap problem for them. For the Raiders, nope, not that way. The contract is structured so differently that if they cut him, they take mm-hmm. on like a $3 million dead cap charge, oh, wow. which for a $225 million salary cap to have 1.25% dead money, totally fine to rid yourself of a what would be an obviously very awkward quarterback situation. And I think he is a tradable contract. I know Derek Carr right now feels like kind of, you know, like rotten eggs, right? But we we're talking about Derek Carr in a very different light after last season. We were talking about him in a different light coming into this season. Heck, early in the year when the Raiders kept losing close games, we weren't sitting there saying Derek Carr stinks now. We were just saying that, hey, they've gotten unlucky. They've kept themselves in games. they got to find ways to finish. Tom Brady, next one here, 45, as we all know in terms of age. Brady is a free agent right now. Mm. Tom Brady has a clause in his contract that prevents him from being franchise tag. So if Tom Brady wants to leave Tampa Bay, He has the ability to do so because he cannot be tagged and he can choose his destination. This is a team that would be in a very precarious spot salary cap wise if Tom Brady leaves, but that's the cost of doing business. You sign Tom Brady, you got him for three years, you want a ring. If there's a period of pain after that, 
You'd sign that for that a hundred times out of a hundred. Is he the only guy with that clause in his contract? Field? There, are, there are a handful there of guys, guys that are the league that have the no tag clause. They just prefer it. It's when you're a top player that would just prefer the totally. You, yeah. you just never want to have the option for the team to control your fate, mm-hmm. even if it's for just one more year. Vano wants DeAndre Hopkins, who's now 30. He, of course, missed six games due to suspension, then two games due to injury this past year. D-Hop still has multiple years left on his contract. He is tradable because the amount, it's two years left. There's about $40 million bucks that an inheriting team would take on. Two years, $20 million per year. Seems reasonable for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think he probably would be motivated for a new deal. The question is how amenable a team would be to that. This is not, to me, anywhere close to the same situation as A.J. Brown um, wanting, to, wanting to be traded this past offseason. Even Devontae Adams yeah. and Tyree Kill were different scenarios in my estimation. They were at the peak of their powers more so than DeAndre Hopkins is. But if you're Arizona, you have the third pick in the draft. You have a new GM in Monty Austin for it. You have a to-be-determined head coach. You've got a Kyler Murray ACL recovery currently taking place. As Monty, Monty Austin for it referred to in his process or in his, in his opening press conference, like the coach who's coming here ain't coming here because his vision is about just wins and losses in 2023, right? It's about the bigger picture because mm-hmm. it might be a long year next year for Arizona with a lot of changes already having taken place and more on the it horizon. It feels like they have a lot of aging players or players mm. who it like, it, it feels like they could blow up their team, like fire sale from the Arizona totally Cardinals. Couldn't agree anymore. I mean, yeah. they've already, JJ Watts already retired, but like, look at Zach, some- Zach Ertz coming off injury. Yeah. You've got AJ Green, who's yeah. not young uh, as wide receiver. What do they do with Robbie Anderson? Like I, I th- there's a lot. There's a lot there that they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to. Basically, they're going to have to wipe the deck. Wipe the deck clean. They're not. Go- they're not going to win next year. They're in a division that has two playoff teams again this year, and the Rams should be much better next year. If I'm Arizona, my I'm playing the long game. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask this question, and I'll come back to DeAndre Hopkins. But with the two quarterbacks, really quickly, you talked about how Tom Brady doesn't have a. He has a no franchise tag clause. Yeah. Do either the quarterbacks have a no trade clause? Uh, Derek Carr does. Yes. I believe Aaron Aaron Rodgers does as well. Uh, And what a no trade clause means for those, I'm sure people get it. But like basically, no trade clause means that if, let's just say, I'm just making this up here, the Raiders and the Commanders agree to a deal to send Derek Carr to DC. And Derek Carr says, I don't want to go. And they can't they can't trade him there. He That's would have to agree, to agree to a to trade. Where the so place. let's say Derek Carr is amenable to a trade to New Orleans. I'm just making that up again. Then they could agree to a trade, and Derek Carr could say, "Got it." We see this a lot in baseball. A lot of baseball mm-hmm. players have yep. this on their list, and it's like you hear about these like <clears throat> eight team lists they have. Of like, I don't want to be traded. Usually, it's like mm-hmm. you know, baseball market matters so much more, right? I mean, like the I think Pittsburgh Jimmy Pirates. G had that. And Jimmy G, yeah, and we've seen it more and more um, in recent years with quarterbacks as not exactly a throw-in, but teams are a bit more amenable to it because when you're talking about the contract extension with a player, you're not thinking about trading him, right? Yeah. You're thinking about having mm-hmm. him as your franchise centerpiece for Long five term. years. Yep. So anyways, uh, Derek Carr redid his deal last year. We're only we're not even a year removed from his extension. Obviously, circumstances changed dramatically. So Carr, by the way, this will be like Stafford a few years ago where it happened quick, right? Yes. So we're going to, whether it's a trade or yeah. release, we're going to know this one right around the Super Bowl. So, Mike, you are so on it. It's uh, totally <laughs> correct. And I think, I personally think there will be a Derek Carr trade. I think there's me and I'm yeah. market yeah. for him. What but, is, uh, we'll see. I want to know, do you think Derek Carr can ever get back to that that MVP level that he was playing at a couple of years ago before he got hurt? I think probably not because yeah. that was pre-Mahomes too. Uh-huh. Like keep in mind that was pre-Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Mike, I'll let you take it from here. But like, I think, be a, I think you win a lot of games with Derek Carr. Yeah, I think you can too. I think you win 10, 11, 12 games. It depends on the supporting cast around him. I think at that point, 
He, this is when I got blocked by Derek Carr. When he, was, he was probably a little overrated when he was viewed as kind of like a top three oh, see, quarterback. Now we're hearing about what Mike said about Derek Carr on yeah, Twitter. That all makes sense. Yeah. I was just yeah. answering the, yeah. the people out there who were telling me it's how dumb I was. just facts, Derek. That's all I'm saying. It's facts only, right? But then he became very underrated after that because they were like, oh, he looks like an MVP and then he wasn't at that level. And people yeah. are like, oh, kind of what you were just talking about, right? Oh, wait, he's not a superstar. Yeah. Well, then he's garbage, right? Like that's kind of what happens. So people yeah. just overreact. And then he's been kind of underrated now for a few years. Yep. And I agree with you. If he goes to a, a good situation, good defense, good guys around him. He, you can win games with him. And, and by the way, the just one more example of how things change and perception changes. Soon enough, it might be the Jared Goff trade. Yeah. Right? For for two years, mm-hmm. it's been the Matthew Stafford trade. Now Jared Goff played his tail off this past year. The Lions got two first-round picks, including what's going to be the sixth <clears throat> overall pick this year. Like, our per, people could not get – they could not get rid of could – not, could not get rid of Jared Goff fast enough in Los Angeles after his final season there. And now – like Lions fan, and I'm in this group chat with Daniel and a bunch of his Michigan buddies, and and it's like they all are like, no way would I take. I mean, a lot of them are like, no way would I take a quarterback in the first round this year. No way. Jared Goff was way too good to bypass the opportunity to draft a star at wide receiver or defensive back or whatever it might be for them this year. Yeah, yeah. that trade probably worked out for both sides. I mean, yeah. the Rams have no regrets. They right. got their Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl. Right? Like yep. But it's interesting because the Lions, everybody was really sad with Matthew Stafford departure. I have to think that they feel pretty good because it worked out yeah, better absolutely. than expected with Jerry Goff. 100%. And we all got to vicariously live through Matthew Stafford and be excited yeah. for a guy good we call. watched for 10 years be yeah. able to win a Super Bowl. Like Because totally. you guys are just nice fans. Uh, well, of course. You try to be. You try to be. <laughs> but field, let's end this. We talked about, and we'll kind of move this on to some of the trades you talked about deandre hopkins is there a spot that you feel like before the show we were talking about quarterbacks that could really use wide receivers just to help bolster who they are is there a place where you think deandre hopkins could go that would help so do you want to get right into the trades the trade slash signings let's call this trades slash signing because some of these are free agents changing teams that could potentially follow the rules well that's okay i was one of those people blow up fantasy football he's the contract so let's start here deandre hopkins too New England, a team that I think could use a bona fide star receiver. They've got some good receivers, but not necessarily a dominant ride receiver. So maybe something in the range of a 2023 third round pick. I know people are going to say a third round pick only for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. He's 30 years old with a lot of money owed to him. Like again, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are peak of their powers right now. Like D hop. Awesome. Awesome player. But I think if you were to draft wide receivers right now, just like in a, in a wide receiver only draft, Tyreek and Devontae are probably going in the top five and there's no two ways about it. I think D-Hop's probably closer to, what, maybe 10 or 11? Is this a one-year deal? Yeah, or like just I, I this a, year or long-term? Because he's 30. I yeah, I would say long-term, yeah. Because So here's where I'll ask you, because you're much more expert in this. How much say does a player have in it? Because it seems to me DeAndre Hopkins wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to win. Yeah. Houston became a huge problem for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he went to Arizona thinking they had a chance and things looked pretty good. And, they, and he knows he's getting older. New England doesn't feel like a place where they're going to win immediately. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> doesn't it feel like this was the crappiest year ever for the Patriots? Yes. Yeah. And they, they were, almost made the playoffs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, I was talking about this some recently. It's like, Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and they went eight and nine. There are other teams like we're like they might build a statue for Dan Campbell for going nine and eight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know that they're that far off personally. Okay. I mean, they almost made the playoffs, and they like you know they they I don't know maybe I'm wrong, but like I would think think that with some 
smart moves this offseason, they could be right back in the playoffs. I think, it, I mean, obviously, if coaching down, head coach is there. You have yeah, that. The defense is always good under Bill Belichick. It's just yeah. something that's not talked about enough is how they continue. You look at the personnel defensively, and you're just like, average maybe yeah. and then they're like and they all, they're, yeah oh yeah. i went under two touchdowns a game every year right so you're not worried about that it really comes and and look you, hopkins helps the skill positions the offensive line's usually solid it comes down to mac jones really i mean you need an offensive play caller we know they're going to fix that is mac jones really? the real deal that and and mm -hmm. that's going to be it for hopkins right i mean if yeah. he believes in mac jones he'll be comfortable with that maybe they can contend but if i'm him and i want a path to the super bowl you'd probably go Maybe to the NFC right now, like yeah. I, I mean, mean even yeah. 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 I just, I, yeah. I mean, I think probably I, I, he does not have a no trade clause, so he's going to go where they trade him. Um, relationships yeah. matter. Monty Austin Fort, who their new GM, fourteen years with the Patriots, so certainly there is oh, a working rapport there, which helps. Yep. And I just think this that's is the mm, kind of inside baseball. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right there was a time to uh, to help, like you know, again, <clears throat> a year ago, Mac Jones was the second was. Finished second in NFL offensive rookie yeah. of the year. Like they were, they were ten and seven, made the playoffs, and that was when they hadn't even taken the reins off of him. Right? They were mm -hmm. running the ball like crazy. Damian Harris scored all the touchdowns. So I think there is a chance a really good player is. I know is I know he's a talented player. I think there's a really good player that with some pieces in place at the receiver spot, mm. and then obviously a far far better offensive plan. Which that's not his job to decide. That's the coaching staff to decide. Which certainly seems like the Patriots are going to make sure they get that squared away this offseason. This could be a much better team. Next so you're year. buying a Mac Jones. So Bailey Zappi for a second round pick to who? Ooh, Where's he going? Wow. Coming up later that, on the show. Yeah, 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 to the right. Eagles. Uh, no. Bailey. So anyways, DeAndre Hopkins and the Patriots would be my first one. All right. That's we're fun. We're going to talk a former Patriots quarterback. We're going to trade Stefania. Who are we going to talk well, about? So Jimmy Garoppolo can't be traded because he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. So, Correct. Correct. So yeah. he, we, the 49ers aren't going to be able to de command much. Nothing. Um, nothing. If anything, right? Franchise. Franchise. But, but, but I believe trying, Jimmy's deal includes a no tag clause as well, but you can't tag. Doesn't. Yeah, 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 so gone. here's my, here's really, I had to put something on paper. So I was talking about, it's, I went Jimmy Garoppolo to Jess, but here's where I really struggled. Let me give you the scenario because it's really more complicated than that. 49ers are going to, they have this wealth, this abundance at the quarterback position, right? But it, you, surprisingly, because Brock Purdy's turned out to be Brock Purdy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was injured. Obviously, that's how Brock Purdy got to start, but he'll come back. And we, we saw that he was recovered from his shoulder surgery. And Trey Lance, to me, is like, this is the how many million dollar question, because I think the 49ers probably want to move on from Trey Lance. That is the feeling I get, which is weird and crazy. And they invested all these first round picks. But um, and Trey Lance just had a second surgery to remove the hardware after the ankle injury that he had. So we really haven't gotten to see much of Trey Lance, but he obviously worked there. You know, he started developing. But if you're the 49ers, you now you you, you now have all these parts. But but trading Trey Lance would mean admitting that you, you know, overpaid yep. uh, that you that you made a mistake are you sure you want to do that right now do you, are, are you going to be able to recap the value that you think you deserve if nobody has seen him coming off the injury and so uh, I, I I want field to respond to this but this to me when I'm thinking about what happens here that's all part of the equation the reason I was looking at the Jets as possible landing spot for Jimmy G makes all the sense he's a proven entity mm -hmm. Robert Sala obviously the relationship 100%. there yep. and he walks into good you know wide receiver mm -hmm. strength running game strength it totally feels great like great it's defense. a good yep. right great defense mm -hmm. the only question I have now that we've talked about this um, Derek Carr thing is 
are the Jets going to be like, we want to move on Derek Carr because a 49, like the Jimmy G thing that doesn't happen, right? As long as the 49ers are still playing. Yeah. Um, so the timing, is that going to create a problem? Yeah. So the Jimmy G cannot sign elsewhere until March uh, 17th this year. So the Jets could hypothetically, and by the way, Derek Carr can't officially be traded until March 17th, but a deal can be agreed to. This is exactly what happened with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Happened with Alex Smith when he got traded to the Commanders several years ago. So deals can be agreed to even if they aren't official. So um, Jimmy G, though, makes all the sense in the world for the Jets. I think way more so than Derek Carr. I think um, market matters, right? I think Jimmy G is built to handle the Big Apple, which it's a different beast. It's just a different beast than any other market in the entire country Every single move that you make is being covered from on the field stuff to where you went to dinner uh, to where you uh, where your dog gets groomed at in, in New York City. Like all that stuff matters. So. And he's certainly been I mean, just because of the unfortunate set of circumstances that he had year in and year out with getting hurt and, and just the, the hammer coming down on him. I feel like he's he's proven and what he went through this year. I mean, he would be on a side field doing rehab while the 49ers are getting ready to go. And it was so awkward and weird. And he handled it like the ultimate pro and it paid off in spades. And that that's why they did what they did. And it allowed him the opportunity to basically showcase his talent for somebody else. Totally. I all the Jimmy stuff, Jimmy G stuff. I agree with, I think Trey Lance is so fascinating. I think that Mm -hmm. the decision could be made very easy for you over the next month, right? If you win the Super Bowl, it's there's no say that. That's why that softens the blow. But that, Oh, and that, this, you could do whatever. You yes. could trade. That, you could trade Trey Lance for for me, and they'd be. People and they'd be that's why. I say, right. So what Bowl. happens yep. if they get to the championship game and lose? And lose, and then you know, I don't probably think they're. It's, you know, Stefania probably lost to the. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah, that's already known. I still think fans are on on board with it. I really yeah. do because I think we all would love to see Trey Lance succeed. Um, this is a very short term. Like we, our focus is so short term in the NFL. Yeah, and. Um, I know it was such a small sample size, both this year and last. But in the very tiny sample size that we saw from Trey Lance, he didn't pop anywhere close to the way that Brock Purdy popped pretty much the moment he took over that job. And I know that's not fair to Trey. So if they win big, they win the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I think an interesting potential trading partner for Trey Lance how about the Tennessee Titans? I was just going to say, because I always, this is when I was looking this over last night, that was my thought is that they need a quarterback who's mobile. That one of the things that has limited the Titans is that they have a guy who, you know, is fairly much a statue. Ryan Tannehill is not, I mean, how about this? He can be serviceable, but I, I, I could see that. Take yeah. it a step further. Who did the Titans just yes. hire as, as their, their director of player personnel from the Niners? Yeah, just became, yeah, just became the GM. Yep. And and, uh, and by and who posted after that happened? A fingers crossed. Trey Lance with <laughs> three fingers crossed emojis. <laughs> really? So, anyways, yeah. that that would be a fun hypothetical one as well. Uh, we'll keep it moving here in the interest of time, but uh, that could be. Like, these are the kind of that, things that if they happen a few off. months from now, wouldn't totally stun me. Yeah, well, now that mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo has been traded to the Jets, I'm not sure that I want to make the trade that I suggested because Elijah Moore might might be useful there. <laughs> no, this is there. a good one. This is a good yeah. one, I think. But yeah. I actually had Elijah Moore staying in town but switching teams. We all know everything that went down between him and the Jets. It felt like there was some bad blood between them. I like the idea of Elijah Moore being able to go to a Daniel Jones-led offense that is starved for wide receivers where you were just looking for talent. And maybe... 
Richie James or Isaiah Hodgins is going to come on and keep being a guy, but they've been rolling out the ghost mm-hmm. to Kenny Galladay. I don't know if we're going to see Sterling Shepard again. Like no. I, it's they'll, yeah, they'll Wandale Robinson coming back, mm-hmm. but yeah. okay. Well, we didn't really see a whole lot nope. of Wandale Robinson nope. either. So the idea of being able to get a, a guy uh-huh. with a high pedigree, a high draft pick to be able to come over, stays in town. I just like the idea of being able to make him. And that opens up a lot, honestly, for Garrett Moore on the other side, which I was also excited about with this mm-hmm. trade idea. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Uh, Sorry, Garrett Wilson, not Garrett Moore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I think he'll probably go somewhere. He obviously wasn't happy, to, you know, was a healthy scratch for a game, then came back and was basically a backup slash the slot guy. So uh, I, I would not be surprised if he was moved in the offseason. It's just what the Giants have done at receiver is just exceptional. I mean, they're just splitting. Oh, it's, it's a three-man committee with Hodgins, who, by the way, he was with the Bills. Brian Dable, of course, was there. Three and years. he was just the end-of-the-bench guy, yeah. never played. And now he looks really good. He looks like they found something there. Darius Slayton's there, obviously, Richie James, you mentioned, but they, I think they'll probably invest in some skill guys this offseason. Yeah. I mean, and they finally have salary cap space, which has been yeah. not a thing. Now, a, a ton of that will go to Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but mm-hmm, the Giants mm-hmm. can be flexible this offseason. I was trying to find a disgruntled wide receiver to send to the Giants, <laughs> and it was like Michael Thomas, I don't know, Brandon Cooks, I'm not sure. Elijah Moore's real young, so I guess I'll go with him okay. instead. Mike, right. give us the one we have. People have, must be waiting for this one. Yeah, this we'll is the big one right here. here. This, this one's fun. All right, so Ooh, I'm trading. Uh, all right, here it is. At Field Yates retweet, uh, <laughs> the Packers agree to Re-tick-tock. trade, yeah. re-tick-tock, agree to trade quarterback Aaron Rodgers yep. to the Las Vegas Raiders in exchange for, ready, Derek Carr, yep. Darren Waller, yep. whoa, and uh, some draft pick compensation. We'll figure that out later. But that's it. And picks to be I think. Later. So first of all, we all this would, this would literally like this first would move off the axis, right? Rodgers and Adams reunited. Yeah. There's. We don't even need to discuss why it makes sense for the Raiders, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, you get yeah. Aaron bleeping Rodgers and Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. They get reunited, and the and the and the the Raiders are. I know we said this last year, but they're much more of a threat in the AFC West now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Packers would probably say like you you can ship Derek Carr elsewhere or just cut him, just because they have Jordan Love, right? Yeah, they could, but that's a lot less fun. So, <laughs> so we're going with it. And and really, that comes down to do they really believe in Jordan Love? And remember, they just signed Aaron Rodgers to a long-term extension last offseason, not with the idea that he'd be there one year. And right. that tells me at some point they would move on from Jordan Love. And that could happen this offseason. It probably will happen if Aaron Rodgers stays put. I just can't they, imagine that he rides this out. So. They have to decide on the fifth-year option for Jordan Love. And that's not going to happen right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They, they don't have a choice. And it's like if, if Aaron Rodgers might be gone... And you think Jordan Love is good? Twenty million dollars or twenty is like said twenty two, twenty three is like an exceptional amount of money for a guy as a backup. But if Jordan Love is good and he's your starter, it's like that's a bargain. It's a bargain, but, right? But right. I, see, I I can't imagine they view him as that because why would you have done that with Rogers last? Why he was back to back MVP? Yeah, you know, I, like, I know that. But if he's that good, I mean that you're going to give him twenty million for a guy that's icon, barely played. There was 20, such a human aspect to I, it. I, I, I hear you, but it's that's so tough. hard. Like. It, Back-to-back MVPs brought the fran- like he has taken the franchise to heights that are just except they're just so good and you know Aaron Rodgers is Packers football right now right and like by the way you just traded away Devontae Adams like trading away Devontae Adams and then moving on from Aaron Rodgers might literally have led to Armageddon in the great <laughs> city of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what happens, I feel like, and, and Lions fans went through this when we had Eddie Murray and Jason Hansen for a long time back to back, which is just like Brett Favre <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers. Pretty similar. You know, but you had Oof. one guy at a position for basically 40 years, it feels like, or totally. two guys at a position for 40 mm-hmm. years. No totally. matter what happens, it's just going to be a huge, uh, just 
upturn for this. I mean, these are all fake fun trades. It makes a, it's super fun. It's a t- I mean, like, and the Packers, by the way, would be able to still be competitive. Like they'd have plenty of pieces. The defense has got a lot of talent. Yeah. Like they'd find a way. And this hypothetical assumes that they're not buying on love. Right. So maybe he gets shipped somewhere else. They trade for Carr, slide him in there. They bring in Waller, who was already speculated to the Packers last offseason. This doesn't matter too much, but uh, Rob Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, both free agents as well. They, they give, just uh, they didn't, give and they didn't a, use their tight ends. No, they, they don't. I mean, Vegas. If, yeah. yeah, if you bring in Waller, though, I mean, you have Christian Watson. No, I'm talking and, about Va- Raiders. Like, yeah. I could see them moving on from Waller. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's definitely a possibility this offseason. But again, the Packers have some free agents, including uh, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard as well. So they could use a pass catcher. And obviously the chemistry is there with Carr and Waller. So perhaps he's uh, tossed in as part of a deal like this. So anyway, I could see Waller going to the Packers anyway, even if. Roger stays put. So yeah. something to- I like this idea of Derek Carr and Darren Waller go to the Packers and then the Packers actually trade Derek Carr. Ooh. Field Yates. Keep getting more picks. Yeah. I actually don't yeah. know if three-way trades are allowed in the NFL, so it might have to be two separate transactions. Okay. That, that, that yeah, that be, never happens. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen it happen, but I don't know if that's because it just is unlikely or Who if it's the, literally if, illegal. If the Packers were going to trade Derek Carr to another team, like after they acquired him, was there a team that maybe he could go to? How about the Atlanta Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons to me seem like are a, they quitting on Ritter already? Um, it's, you know, I think the problem with the Falcons and Desmond Ritter is that like, did he have a single touchdown pass? He had one as like his four starts, right? Like, <laughs> to be fair, Kyle Pitts wasn't allowed to catch the ball. Sure, sure, that's that's fair. But he was. We had, they had no Kyle Pitts at that point, mm-hmm. and the offense was much more run heavy. I just wondered that like. For the past two years, if we've learned one thing from Arthur Smith, it's that he has no interest in being bad. He wants to win, and he wants to win right now, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the fi- this is the offseason. The Falcons are projected to have the second most salary cap space in the entire NFL. Only the Bears, who are going to have all the resources, are going to have more. They're both teams to keep an eye on that could make big splurs, big splashes this offseason. I think the Bears, though, probably they're, they're I think they're smart enough to realize that like they're just getting started here, mm-hmm. right? Like. People keep saying trade DeAndre Hopkins to the Bears. I'm like, why? Why would you? Your entire team is like 24 and younger. Why would you add a 30 year old wide receiver to a roster that he's got probably two, three good years left maximum? Right? Yeah. Justin Fields might have 15 more years. And they all, him, they right? also just traded the 32nd pick for Chase Claypool. Yeah, so anyway, just right. fine. So anyways, um, the Falcons though are a team that I do think wants to win. And I think Derek mm-hmm. Carr, who I again I believe still has good football in him, mm-hmm. and I think the quarterback is going to be a spot where the Falcons clearly look to upgrade this offseason. Yeah, and just don't discount this one is what I would say. Yeah, here's why I like this one: Kyle Pitts mania back on. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. That's Let's right. go. We're yeah. back in yeah. on Kyle well, Pitts yeah. for and sure. Well, Derek Carr has never been obviously he himself has never been an elite fantasy quarterback. He has helped others be elite fantasy players, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, we've yeah. seen great Darren Waller years. We've seen great Hunter Renfro years. We've seen a great Devonte Adams 15 games with Derek Carr. So don't be surprised if in a world in which this happens, like you would say Kyle Pitts and Drake London stock yep. way up. Absolutely. In this circumstance. That's what we, and we've talked about this since like week four of yep. last season. Like, Get us a pocket quarterback yeah. in Atlanta so they can balance out this offense, not be super run heavy and conservative. Get his passing touchdowns, and Carr would bring that at yeah. the very least. But so, Daniel, you asked, like, who could they trade Derek Carr to if he'd been traded to the Packers? Let's say yes. the Packers trade doesn't happen, but okay. the Falcons trade does happen. Okay. That would mean the Raiders need a quarterback, Stefania. And, and then maybe the undecided Tom Brady ends oh, up going oh, to the know. Raiders. Of course. I thought, it was gonna, I thought she was going to say Jarrett Stidham resigned. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
former Tom Patriot Brady Queen. reunites with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. They've had some uh, success together. It just makes everything you've said has just been too logical today for me to have anything to offer. I other mean, than like, I, yes. I just love the idea. Tom Brady, like this was not fun in Tampa. And for people who are like, well, you know, he wants to be close to his family. So he had an opportunity to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back and played football. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I think Tom Brady doesn't want to end. I mean, obviously, uh, this was a rough way to go out. I, there's a lot of people saying, no, he's got all the things around him in Tampa Bay. I'm uh, like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't see that at all. Yeah, did and you a watch lot the, of, year, the year this year? Yeah, I know, was, but that's but it's weird no, to me that some like, people are saying, but everything, no. I think he needs a change of scene. Yeah. I don't like the suggestion that he go to the Bay Area, people like he wants to come home and do... I know that that is actually, I've heard from people that, that that's a real conversation that he could come back to the Bay Area. But if if Brock does what he has the potential to do, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I think that really happens. I think the Raiders is a perfect landing spot for him mm-hmm. for a short-term deal. And the Raiders like nothing if not splash. Oh, totally. There's so much the Raiders can offer him. By the way, the Bucks just fired Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just as, as we were doing the show. They did? So, yeah. oh, wow. so changes was expected, was, yeah. are underway yeah. but, in Tampa. Uh, but, so. like, I, I don't like the victory lap. I think you guys know that by now. But I was not on an island, but I was in the minority picking. I kept seeing, how can you bet against Tom Brady at home in the playoffs? And I picked the the Cowboys, and I was like, that's the easiest pick of the week. Did you watch these two teams this year? Like, one of them is really good. One of them was three miracles Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. from being 5-12 this year. The Bucs were terrible Mm -hmm. this season. Like, yeah, it's nice when you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So it doesn't matter when you can't. Like, Mike Mike Evans had one big game. Yeah. What was that in that last By the way, game? Brady I mean, looked bad too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, he did. Brady had the end zone pick, but like he had a couple others. He got lucky he missed. Like, but it felt like I mean, yeah, it was bad. They're being out of sync. Returned for totally. that playoff game for so sure. So, anyways, a big potential offseason of change for the Bucks, and I think Brady the Raiders. I think it is completely logical. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. I would totally. love to see him end there. I mean, he's already sort of like a villain in so many people's books, and I just feel like <laughs> going to end with the Raiders and sort of just like fits that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's he, great, Brady. Yeah, I think today is uh, the twenty-one. Tw- today Today, today is the 21 year anniversary of the Tuck Rule game, too. Is it really? So, of course, we're talking about Brady and the Raiders on this day. Oh, of wow. course. All right, Daniel, back to a free agent signing. Where yeah, you want Kareem right. Hunt to go? I broke the ru- rules here. I decided Whatever. Kareem Hunt, he just needs to not be behind Nick Chubb anymore. Can he be a starting yeah, running yes. back in the NFL? So, I decided why not send him to the Los Angeles Rams? We know that Sean McVay is coming back, we know that Matthew Stafford is coming back. So, we have Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford, and now Kareem Hunt, I like as their running back. Add him to this Rams offense that desperately, I think. What are you doing oh, with honestly, Cam Akers? No, he'll, he'll, just, he'll just be, he'll just be, Cam Akers will be Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt continue backing up. Cam mm-hmm. Akers is going to be <laughs> yeah. the, Cam Akers is going to be the number two. I love Cam Akers. It's going to be a two-headed committee here, but I want Kareem Hunt to be the guy ahead of Cam Akers. Why do you think that they would do that with the way Cam Akers finished the season? Do you know who loves Cam Akers? Sean McVay. Not Sean McVay, apparently. How does he love him? He didn't, like, <laughs> no. he went to the he, final four games of the year. To yeah, because so right. they had a rough patch in their relationship. They, they made up, and now things are, like, sunshine and roses. I don't think, I don't know. I don't, I'm not yeah. sure that I think they're sunshine and roses just with you end strong. That's the thing. I, I looked at this, and I was like, where can he go as a running back? I understand. And Cam Akers is young, cheap, doesn't cost them hardly anything. I just feel like Kareem Hunt is a better player. You give Matthew Stafford a guy that can be a pass catcher mm-hmm. and a between the tackles running back to go with Cooper Cup, and you can actually have a way to be able to have this Rams offense moving yeah, again. I think they're going to add a veteran there. Uh, if not a rookie, I mean, they don't have a lot of picks, so probably a veteran, but I think this makes sense. There are a lot of 
free agent running backs. And a lot this, of them. this is a good fit. This, I, think. I think we should do a pod. Mark this down, Kyle. We should do a pod on just the free agent running back yeah. class. Oh, and yeah. Just oh, remind man. people of the people that are mm-hmm. the guys that are going to be free agents. Can we? Might yeah, I'm like, uh, do you want me to run off a couple yeah, of names? Yeah. I'm working on my. Yeah. I'm working on my my cheat sheet. Oh my god! How did you even read that font? Well, it'll be. I have to. I'm still working on it, but this will be out on Twitter soon. It's coming. But how about this? Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Alex Madison, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Jeff Wilson, Jamal Williams, Reem Oster, Deontay Foreman, Samaj P. Ryan, Jared wow. McKinnon. That's probably a good place to stop. Other than that, oh huh? my that's gosh. Like right there. Oh, I can't wait. Right? That is going to be fun. Yeah. Well, one All more thing that's not a free agent, Mike. But as time right. on his contract left, and this is where things yeah. get spicy. Again. Yeah, this is this yeah. is a fun one. Let me let me Chiefs give you a little back. Let me give you a little back. Might need to earmuff right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy right here. I'm all right with it. No Chiefs fans. Okay, so yeah, Chiefs fans. No, I'm I'll good tell with you this. why in a second. Okay, so yeah, but yeah, let me give you a little background on again. For, and people aren't really thinking about who's going to be a free agent yet, right? Especially for teams who are still alive. But Jerick McKinnon yeah. and Ronald Jones both. Ceh uh, will go into the last year of his deal. Obviously, hasn't been working out, so it leaves you with a running back, Isaiah Pacheco. And that's it, right? We haven't really seen him used as a pass catcher yet. So there's one. Uh, also, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Hardman, mm-hmm. uh, even Justin Watson has played a lot, all free agents, right? Yep. So maybe an injection of a, a playmaker yep. in the Chiefs offense could make sense, what, regardless of position. Uh, when you think young playmakers, what name comes to mind? At running back, a potential trade candidate. How about some fellow by the name of DeAndre Swift? Yeah, that's right. Detroit yeah. Lions, we've that's talked right. about this the yeah. last couple of months. It seems like... Ever since Hard Knocks, yeah, Hard Knocks honestly. Is, yeah. is so like, true. Way, yeah, right? the Hard Knocks, yeah. I was like, this is not going to yeah. last. So yeah. I'm thinking DeAndre Swift to the Chiefs for Willie Gay Jr. The Lions have some free agents at off-ball linebacker, and that's been a problem, Mary. We saw yes, that in Hard Knocks as well. Yep. Uh, that's a name. He's going to be entering the last year of his deal. He's uh, basically a two-down linebacker for uh, the Chiefs, but could be very valuable for the Lions who need to fix that defense. And I also have a fourth-round pick in here. Chiefs have two. They got one for Tyree Kill from Miami Dolphins. So... That's a deal I'm throwing out there. I think from this is more of a, a fun one for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it could be realistic. We know the Chiefs will be aggressive. Andy Reid will go get skill guys. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. as a compliment for Isaiah Pacheco. But just from a pure fantasy landscape here, uh, this would be this would blow up Twitter. I mean, we oh, would man. love this so yeah, much. Yeah. It would be such a fun deal. So, it would be fun. There's uh, one important thing that you just forgot that this is the reason why I was looking to earmuff for Chiefs fans. DeAndre Swift was taken. Two picks after Isaiah, after uh, excuse me, Clyde Edward Delaire, when oh, everybody oh, was saying the Chiefs, nice. if they're going to take a running back, should just take DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Right? Oh, In wow. that twenty, what was it, twenty twenty one draft class, twenty twenty uh, draft class, everybody was like, this guy is so good, so talented, right? And the Chiefs went for Ceh instead. Can we say just one more thing about Jarek McKinnon? Do you really think the Chiefs will? Allow free. him to go. I know he's a free I mean, he's agent. 30, he's going to be 32, he's older, but where, where is he going to go that he's going to have better opportunity oh and better fit than what they've done with him? He was left for dead after San Francisco because it didn't work out. We had the injury and then yep. the setback. And, and people didn't think he'd be anything. Do a little pat on the back when I saw him at Chiefs training camp yeah. that first year he was there. I was like, they're using him in red zone packages. That happened the very first year. Now it didn't transfer to what we saw in games until a little bit after that. But my goodness, that's where they used him. Yeah, but he, they could re-sign him too. That's I mean, what I mean. Could, that's yeah, what I mean. Pacheco, I, my question Swift, was, do you really McKinnon? think that they would move on from him so then they would have, if they kept him, McKinnon, Pacheco, and yeah. DeAndre Swift? Yeah. I think it would just be a matter of, do- matter of dollars in yeah. a sense mm-hmm. because yeah. they have so many players that already make a lot of money, plus guys are going to have to pay a lot of money, left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. amongst them. Like, those are the kind of discussions you have to have internally about, let's oh, say yeah. Jeremy Kinnan gets Budget. 
five or six million dollars per year from somebody in what is probably the last contract of his career Mm -hmm. for a lot of money. Um, Can you afford to do that when, well, nobody got as hot as Jarek McKinnon got at the end of this year? Like before Jarek McKinnon, there was Damian Williams, right? Who caught lightning in a bottle for the Chiefs. So they may say, hey, we can find the next version of this player on a minimum contract rather mm-hmm. than allocating five to six million bucks. Whereas if we get pinched and we can't afford to keep Orlando Brown Jr. somehow, all of a sudden we go from a guy who keeps making the Pro yeah. Bowl to a guy who really shouldn't be in the NFL. It's a tricky one. Yeah. And by the way, and, and you could comment on this too, like from a Lions perspective, Jamal Williams is a free agent. You could see him coming back and maybe oh, yeah. a one or two year deal, but they were committed to multiple backs, right? Yep. Even yeah. Justin Jackson and at times Craig Reynolds from Kutztown was involved, but they really like Jackson. <laughs> yeah. He's a free agent. They could bring him back as well. Very cheap. Uh, and they have a lot of draft picks. There's some say. chatter about maybe them selecting someone on day one or two. So there's ways to kind of solve that position and move on from a guy that don't do it on day one, please. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Not I, a first-round pick I right agree now. with you, but yeah. they might say, look, we have this great offensive line and, yeah. you know, Jared Goff's, Jared Goff's a good quarterback. We have the receivers. You know, they can, into. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, think, I've heard that. I've seen that speculation. That's why I'm thinking it is uh, a possibility, but I could, I could totally see them moving on from Swifter. I don't. Uh, so I love the idea. I'm assuming we move on from Swifter. You're re-signing Jamal Williams. Yeah. And I think re-signing Jamal Williams, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion, but he's such a great fit for this team. Also this from community. Hard Knocks, very obvious. Like, I love like that man. I think heart, back, heartbeat yeah. of the Lions, Absolutely. I think. You know, he is the spirit leader of the Lions. So you do that and you go out and you grab a guy like Bijan Robinson. The problem is I don't think he's going to last till the middle of the second round where the Lions have, like where I would want yeah. him to go, which means if you want to grab him, you got to go. You know that first round pick. Yeah, I don't go much higher. Or you go, that. or yeah. you go with one all, of these other free agents. Exactly, because yeah. there's so many. A lot of guys to talk yeah. about. What did uh, Jamal Williams introduce himself as? Oh, yeah. oh, oh first yeah. something, <laughs> Swake Kage or something like that. The people that are like actually like fans of anime are gonna be like, "You idiot!" Which <laughs> trust me. I am an idiot. He's, he was great, though. He is oh, the I man, though. He yeah. cracked me up when I heard that. All right. We're going to have our good friend Liz join us here in just a second. But first, Field Yates, why don't you help pay Mike Clay's enormous salary? Oh, okay. Got to go ask. How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. When it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. You know, from holiday gatherings and office parties to fireside conversations in the NFL playoffs, winter means more moments with the coolest people in your life. Make these moments even better with Miller Lite, the great-tasting light beer for people who love beer. A new year is perfect time for friends, family, and great-tasting light beer, so that means it's Miller time. During Super Wildcard Weekend, did you take a sip and look around at your friends and think, yeah, this was the right call? I'll bet you did. I'll bet you did. Miller Lite is a high in taste and low in calories, making it the perfect light beer for everyone. Dependable flavor means your beer tastes like beer. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. The right balance between taste and lightness means you get to spend more time drinking with your friends and less time thinking about what you're drinking. Because when you're out there to have a good time, you'll reach for a beer that's reliable. All right, Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash FFF to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right, and Liz Loza joins us now. Liz, how are you doing all the way over there in California? I am wonderful, Daniel. So good to see you and talk to you. It is good to see you as well. 
For those that wonder, the last, last fantasy improv column that Liz and I did is up now. If you want to go check that out, it was a ton of fun to be able to do that column with you all year, Liz. I just want to say that before we get started, because we're going to talk about another column that you also do called Props That Pop. I'm really excited about this, but before we get into that, before we give everybody a little bit of money, we're going to talk about some of the trade talks that we talked about. We just went through a bunch of trade options that we liked, uh, some people that we thought maybe could move places, and I see here that you have one of the running backs that I was very high on coming into this season. I would love to see him be on another team. Tell me what you see A.J. Dillon going. I don't think he goes any place because while Mike listed off all of the free agent running backs, He did not mention Aaron Jones, and that's because Aaron Jones is technically not a free agent. However, when you look at the cap situation in Green Bay, you realize that the Packers, well, it's sticky for them. And if they release Aaron Jones, they could save $16 million in cap space. Now, there's another team in Miami that does have a need at running back. Because Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson were both on one-year deals. So Aaron Jones can land in Miami, perhaps be a safety valve, which we've seen him work successfully as for the entirety of his career, to a quarterback that might need, let's just say, a safety valve. Um, Obviously, in a Shanahan-esque friendly system, which would then, and if you're asking what the Packers would get in exchange, they're going to get Mike Gusecki. Because he only signed a one-year deal, a one-year extension. So he also is a free agent. And as Mike mentioned, Tanyan and Lewis, both free agents in Green Bay. Now, it's not a perfect trade. I'm sure there's going to be some picks. Probably the Packers need to prioritize safety ahead of tight end. But if this is fantasy, Aaron Jones to Miami, Mike Gusecki to the Packers. The good part, though, that you were leading with is that A.J. Dillon is then freed up to be the workhorse that we love and need him to be. He averaged 4.9 yards per touch, and he cleared over five yards on nearly 40% of his carries. I think that's what you uh, what you want more of, right? That's pretty good. I think if you have your running back doing that, you're usually pretty happy with that, Liz. I like. I have been just the idea that AJ Dillon just doesn't get more opportunities because there's someone that's so good in front of him, and Aaron Jones. It's not his fault, but please. Let's just get a situation where this guy can be the lead back on a team, Liz. I am totally with you. I would love to have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones be free of each other so they can both be the incredible running backs that we know that they are. It'll be super fun for fantasy, actually. Uh, All right, let's talk props that pop the column that you write and you continue to write now, correct, through the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, I did not know I was going to be, but hey, here I am, and it is A new beast, I have to be honest. Like week 18, I was like, oh, this is a little bit more difficult. And now heading into the playoffs, you are leaning in or making choices about game script um, that just aren't necessarily always in line with data because the stakes are at a different level. And so two props that I'm very excited about come from the first game, the Jacksonville at Kansas City game, and they involve both of the running backs. I want to start with Travis Etienne. Now, he's only had one catch for 12 yards. uh, He only had one catch for 12 yards in that comeback win against the Chargers last week. And, you know, there have been some, I think, justifiable complaints that he hasn't been used as a pass catcher nearly as much or nearly as much as fantasy managers expected given his role in college and his rapport with Trevor Lawrence. But... 
I just feel like he is going to hit the over on 17 and a half receiving yards. That is low enough for me to believe, particularly when you have to imagine that the Jaguars are going to be playing catch up and that Trevor Lawrence ranks eighth in accuracy on balls thrown under 10 yards. He's uh, only 26th on balls over 10 yards, obviously. ETN would work in that short passing game. Uh, furthermore, Kansas City has allowed the fourth most receiving yards to opposing running backs over the 22 regular season, and that's an average of 45 and a half, uh, 45.6 receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. So can I get 18 out of ETN in this matchup? I sure, I sure think I can. I think you can too. And game script, like you're saying, I think it, it really plays into this, you know, regardless of the fact that only one catch in that come from behind victory, which just an incredible, the fact that it, that team was able to come back after Trevor Lawrence through four interceptions. And he only had one catch for 12 yards in that also is, is a little bit of a thing, but all the things that you're saying makes a ton of sense. 17.5 uh, receiving yards. You're taking the over on that. I realize you have another one, but if people want to go and they want to read through this or they want to look at this, where can they find your props at pop column? Uh, well, it's going to publish on the website every now that there are games on Saturdays, every Friday. So every it'll Friday. be out uh, tomorrow on dot com. All right. Love it. And then you said there was a second running back that you also really liked outside of Travis ETN that we should be looking at. Yep, same matchup. You guys talked about Jarek McKinnon and how he's come on so strong over this last stretch of the regular season. Well, I don't think it stops. Now, Travis Etienne's receiving prop as is at 17 and a half yards. A little bit higher for Jarek McKinnon. It's at 34 and a half, but I still feel confident that McKinnon can hit it. He's went over his receiving prop 66.7% of the time for a position best ninth. So, Nine, like he is ninth in terms of over on receiving yards, and he's done that over nearly 67% of the time. So the odds are that he's going to clear this. Mm -hmm. Nine times this season has a running back gone over 30 yards versus Jacksonville, and six times they've gone over 40. That's because the Jacksonville Jaguars are just slightly more generous than the Chiefs when it comes to opposing running backs in the passing game. Jacksonville has allowed the third most receiving yards to opposing running backs on the season just ahead of Kansas City, giving up 46.3 receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. McKinnon at 35, it's tight, but I like it. I like it too. I love going with both of these running backs, Liz. It's something I feel like I can live within this and feel confident with. I think... What time is it? We got time for one more. Let's say we got time for one more. Do you have any other bonus props that we can give to people? We're going to say we're just going to push this just a little bit longer. I'm going to stick with the same matchup, um, the, the Jacksonville at Kansas City game. And I'm going to talk about Trevor Lawrence over 15 and a half rushing yards. Kansas City has allowed the fifth most rushing yards on the season to opposing quarterbacks. Now, Trevor Lawrence has mobility. It's always been part of his game. You know, he's not the rusher that Justin Fields is, per se. But he does like to use his legs. And you have to imagine that Spags is going to dial up that blitz. We see it all the time, right, which causes a running back to run more. And while Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk and um, Zay Jones uh, have been incredible finds and really, 
I mean, they're playoff contending receivers. They're not elite separators, right? So I think that means that Lawrence is going to have to put the game on his shoulders a bit more and use those legs. So do I think he can clear 15 and a half? I do. He's cleared the over on a rushing prop specifically 56.3% of the time. So if you're looking for a bonus, I would stick with uh, Trevor Lawrence on the rushing prop. All right. Love that. Thank you so much, Liz. Props that pop. Go check that out. The article will come out on Friday on .com. It's for the Saturday and Sunday slate for all the division around playoffs. Liz, really quickly, the Chicago Bears, we went through and talked about a bunch of different trades, obviously, earlier on in the show. You just also talked about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. If your Chicago Bears were to make a trade, what position do they need to bring in to be able to help fortify that team for you in this offseason? And I realize it's more than just one, but if you're going to make a trade, what, what one trade would you want to see your team, the Chicago Bears, make? I think the popular answer from a fantasy analyst would be wide receiver, obviously. But as someone who grew up in Chicago and understands the ministers of defense that Hmm. this team is and the culture around it in the city, I think I need to trust Eberflus, who I believe to be a defensive genius, to rework the defense, which he clearly has been paring down. So I would like to see him start actually on the defensive side of the ball, given the tradition of the team. I like that, Liz. We got to replace what Roquan Smith, unfortunately, has left there. There's a big hole because of that. Yeah. But there's a lot of lot of places you guys can go with that number one overall pick. You got a lot of options. We will talk about it a bunch this offseason. I'm sure that we will have a lot to be able to talk about when it comes to the Bears and the Lions when it comes to the draft. But thank you so much for hanging out with us today. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you so much to Field and Stefania and Mike Clay, as well to Liz and Kyle and everybody else that's in the uh, background, behind the scenes, working on the show. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. CSSDFS is coming up next, and we will see you next week. See ya. She's got a smile that'll melt your heart She's always there to lend a helping hand Her fantasy knowledge is just the start Her skills are highly in demand She's our Bay Area lady Out there hustling for us With advice that we really trust Bay Area lady Always there to help She's not a cone She's your favorite gal She's to find your best